Mama, I know your overwhelm. That to-do list, the marriage struggles, the sleepless nights, and the desperate sense of inadequacy you often feel as a mother. I know because I've been there. But more importantly, I know that in your baby's DNA are seeds of greatness too big for you to humanly comprehend. You are thinking too small. You are raising no ordinary child. And you, Mama, are a force in the earth called to be no ordinary parent. Yes, you. My name is Denise Mira, and my book, No Ordinary Child, Unlocking the Leader Within Your Child, is chock full of the gold I mined over three decades of parenting my five extraordinary children. It's not a book of rules and more stuff you have to do. Instead of a heavy yoke, you'll find freedom. Trade in your overwhelm for an infusion of power and realize the transformation you've been longing for. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You've come to the right place. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I'm your host. On the One More Child Podcast, we'll talk about our daily struggles, faith, family, children, relationships, and whatever the Lord brings our way. One thing you can be sure of, I will share helpful solutions and encourage you along your journey in life. And best of all, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the truth will set you free. This is your personal invitation to join me weekly on the One More Child podcast. Welcome. Welcome, friends. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of One More Child podcast, and this is episode 32 And the topic today is Blessed is She Who Believes, and you can go to the website for today's show notes, and we have a very special uh, little gift from our speaker, uh, Denise Myra. Welcome, Denise. Oh, thank you for having me, Felice. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited, and if you heard uh, the previous episode, we did um, a recording on longing for significance for a mom who just gets to that point where you just think, does anybody know I'm here? And I really love that episode, Denise. And you are the author of No Ordinary Child. And you shared in the previous episode that it was your journaling at the time of your parenting and motherhood uh, that brought you to write that book, you know, many, many years later. That has yes. taken you all over the world. So that's so amazing. Mm. There wasn't a moment wasted raising those children and Journaling is right. so true. It's, it's a powerful tool. And I love that you encouraged uh, your listeners to journal. Journaling sounds fancy, but often mine was just a notebook, three ring notebook paper or, you know, a spiral notebook paper from Walmart. Date and everything in my heart. First thing I, I would do in the morning or in the cracks of the day. And it really becomes something precious to you that you reflect on. And and get so much out of, I never had a clue that mine then would eventually turn into a book that would eventually um, encourage mamas and daddies across the earth. And, and so not a moment was wasted with those little ones indeed. Well, today we're going to discuss, you know, how we can take that, that verse, blessed is she who believes and bring it into the 21st century 
And, and uh, you know, it, it's amazing that, um, you know, sometimes I think we survive the present age. You know, uh, Frank Peretti wrote books uh, some time ago about, you know, about that and how, you know, gossip and things like that can just pull you under. And so I'm excited today because this is really going to be faith-focused and you're going to be sharing with us how, you know, not only as your book said, no ordinary child, but we can become no ordinary woman. Um, And you're going to share with that to us. You're going to share with us today. Well, I'm thrilled to be here and my heart beats for women in their child rearing years because we, we long, we long for more. And I think we can, we can become weary and discouraged so easily, but you absolutely are called to be an extraordinary woman outside of the box, an agent of change, a world changer, a revolutionary. And that's you. That's what God wants you to be. And I, I think that if we if we go back now to where you know where our feet meet the ground, life can be so hard. And I don't know about you, Felice, but I believe that all of us, every single one of us, I don't care how much money we have or don't have, what kind of house we live in or don't live in, how many kids we have, what kind of man we're married to, all of us have to make the best of difficult circumstances in our lives to some degree. And if you're listening today, you may be hurting, you may be suffering, you may be living with a diagnosis, dealing with difficult marriage issues. I mean, who isn't, right? Marriage is the hardest thing I've ever done. And usually the hardest things we have to do are the most important things. Uh, Maybe you're continually trying to blend a blended family. Uh, Maybe, you know, you've got an unhappy revelation about your kid isn't quite on the straight and narrow. I don't know, but you are struggling with something and you begin to just forget who you are and what you're called to do. And I am here to remind you that uh, you must live by faith. You must not live today by what your eyes saw on that computer or your ears heard or that discussion, that unhappy discussion you may have had with your husband or that whatever popped up, that is not your complete reality. You must raise your eyes. You must override the natural things with your hands, that, you know, your five senses, what we see, what we taste, what we, what we hear, what we smell. Override all that and get back into a place of faith. You must live by faith because life is hard, hard, hard. And I know that you can do it. And God, I know God's taught you, Felice, how to live by faith. I think it's thrown, mm-hmm. it's thrown around yeah. a lot, but, we, but how do we define that? I hear a lot of people say, oh, they're women of faith, or they wear a cross around their neck, or they, they even say the word Jesus. But are we living by faith? And so let's just dig a little deeper and say, okay, what are we at home? What are we behind the scenes? Okay, so we're struggling with all these things. Are we chicken soup for the soul Christians? Just, you know, read a little devotional and go on with life. Are we promise box Christians? Are we, are we Sunday Christians? Because, you know, it's really easy to get goosebumps on Sunday and then wake up Monday and the goosebumps are gone. But are we still going to walk straight the same way we promised the day before? This is all about what we are at home and living by faith. 
And I just want to encourage you, religion is not the answer. Religion is not going to feed your spirit. Religion is not going to save your children. Religion is not going to strengthen your marriage. It's all about faith. And faith starts by what are you doing with your mind? Um, Luke 145, Elizabeth, uh, Mary's cousin, Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus, said, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. That, if I could just get that tattoo, I don't have a tattoo. (laughs) Whoever is listening today, ladies, I got to tell you, look up Luke 145 and hang on tight. Can this be said of you? Are you believing what God spoke to you? Are you even hearing what God's speaking to you? And that's really where we find out where we're living. If we are truly women living by faith, we're going to be in the word. We're going to feed our spirits with God's word because man cannot live by sushi or Thai or Chick-fil-A alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is our sustenance. That is our oxygen is to, first of all, be in God's word, leading to being in God's presence. Back to the basics, ladies, but this is where it all begins, is that bedrock of faith that we we stand on every single day. You know, the devil knows the difference. (laughs) And your enemy, that prowling lion, roars prowling all day long around your life. He knows what you're made out of. And he will blow you over, boom, if you are not in the Word and in prayer in God's presence. You are a goner. Everything you dream of in Christ will be aborted if you're not feeding it with God's word and prayer. I know you would agree with that, Felice. You're a woman of prayer. You're a woman of the word. Yeah, I love that you brought up Mary because a lot of times, oh, I'm Catholic, so we bring up Mary a lot. But a lot of times uh, Christians don't because they don't want her, you know, to get more pressed than, than Jesus. And I always... I always say that she's our example. She's the one who said, you know, to the most high, you know, let it be done to me according to thy word. You know, I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing here, but um, you know, it's that kind of thing that we always uh, want to be in such control. And I have to say in the times when I've just said to the Lord, okay, I can't deal with this. I'm just going to let go. I, you know, I'm having a really hard time right now. You know, you've given me these wonderful, you know, little babies or, um, you know, whatever time it was in where I was really struggling. And I finally just said to the Lord, you know, I've tried it my way. Let me try it yours. And it's mm, so much better his way. <laughs> so much better. Mm. There was a situation and I can think of particularly, I'm not going to go into it all, but I just said to the Lord, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. And he said, um, you know, just imagine what you would want, and it's going to be greater than that. And I, I ended up not really doing, you know, doing that. I just felt like that in my heart. I didn't hear any audible voices, but I said to the Lord, you know, you know my imagination. I've got this vivid imagination. I wrote three novels. You know, I'm an author. Um, I, I can come up with a lot of stuff. And I finally said, you know, Lord, I'm going to just trust in you. And the outcome was 
blew me away. It was better than what I had imagined. Mm. And mm. so, you know, sometimes we think that we have to be in control. And we, you know, we've got our charts and our lists and our, and our checkoff lists and all of these things. But, you know, we can learn, um, you know, from Mary. We can learn, um, you know, even later on where she's at the wedding feast of Canaan. And, you know, she's mm. telling them, you know, go to Jesus. He 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 can turn water into wine. And, mm. you know, she he appears like he has this harsh statement for his mother. You know, you'll have to go read that. But, you know, basically um, she asked and, and here was the, you know, the second person of the Trinity, the creator of the universe, listening to Mary. And so sometimes, you know, we think we 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 can't go to God, but we can. And that's why we can we can look at Mary. She she asked, you know, and mm. what is the worst that can happen, you know? But Mary trusted, didn't she? Yes, and she she heard God and everyone listening today has heard God say something to them. And but she didn't just hear God. She didn't just have one visitation. She, as I see it, she said yes, but then that yes snowballed into the next yes and the next yes and the next yes. Mm-hmm. If you look mm-hmm. at her whole life, and that's so funny that you mentioned that Jesus, uh, when, she, when she, t- she knew he could turn the water into wine and then and he put her in her place. And it's so funny because my adult children, at times, they've, they've, uh, they've done the same. <laughs> <laughs> because Mary, Mary was the mother, and as mothers, you know, we're we're you know we're administrating and we're we're telling everybody what to do. We know what our kids are capable of, and sometimes my kids will look over at me like, "Okay, Mama, I got this." <laughs> so I I love that. I love that Jesus loved his mother, and absolutely they were partners and they were teammates in the faith. But but he was not going to let anybody control him. And and at the same time, then he did exactly what she suggested. So it's a precious thing to, to, to think about that. But if you think about what Mary, she she didn't only say yes to carrying a baby, but to carrying a stigma her entire life. I mean, if you think about it, from day one, Jesus' life was a controversy, a point of conflict, discomfort, misunderstanding, offense the struggle that she was in, I mean, in relative poverty, if she didn't even have a hotel room or somewhere to have a baby and she was on her own with her hubby going to pay taxes to the governor or the, I mean, we're talking about a woman with so many struggles. We're we're talking about a low income couple here, as I see it, as I read it practically, Mm -hmm. that there are no excuses because she said yes to God. She became a revolutionary when she said yes to God. It wasn't just the yes that was enough, though. She had to keep saying yes and keep saying yes. And, and so when I read that scripture, blessed is she who believed, I add and believed and believed and believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was. She believed all the way until she had to look up at her son who was being crucified. Now tell me what kind of woman that is. That, that's mm. powerful powerful she understood beyond what she could see oh please i have goosebumps from head to toe this woman this woman was mighty and yet obviously she knew she knew her place she knew her god we must know our god do we know our god or do we just know what the preacher preached and you know i think that we so often look to people to meet our needs whether it's the pastor or the priest or the elder or the deacon or the you know, the women's ministry administrator or the person who's anointed in our, who goes to our church or the, 
we have got, we have got to know our God. He is the one who will meet us, like you said. Okay, Lord, I give it to you. Are we giving it to God? Psalm 132 says, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not even leap to my eyes until I find a place for the Lord. We've got to build an altar everywhere we live, whatever. It may be a cruddy little rental, and I've lived in those. I've lived, I, I've lived in every kind of situation. I've lived in other countries. I, but I have always, by God's grace, built an altar. And as I reflect back on those, you know, that favorite chair that I, that I read and prayed in or that park bench or that, that spot. And I know you're the same, Felice. I know that if, if I came to your house, you would have a place where it's just that place you go. I want to cry. My kids have even mentioned to me, uh, there was mama and, and it's not any glory of mine because I was broken and stupid and single and and dumb, and I never wanted kids, and I thought abortion was okay, and, I, and I, I wanted a briefcase. I didn't want any of this, right? That's how I was stupid. It's not to my glory. But my boys will say to this day, there was mama on her knees, first one to wake up, because you know what? That was my salvation, being a mother. That was my, my oxygen, being a mother, was I had to know my God. Know your God. Say yes every day and dare to believe his word. Oh, Felice, how many times I wanted to look at my circumstances. I, 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 I wanted to believe what my five senses were telling me when the bills would come that we couldn't afford, when it was winter and I needed new winter coats, when we just had to leave a foreign country due to political things. And I didn't even have, all I had was like boxes, no furniture, no girl, I've been in every kind of circumstances, Wow! but I, I always felt dare to believe me, Denise, from Jesus, fly by instruments. That was my motto. And what that meant was, you know, when a pilot's flying, he can't trust what he sees through the window. If he does that, you're goners. You know, he's got to fly by his instruments. His, 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 his eyes might see a tornado whirring at the plane. No problem. Don't look, look down at your instruments because your instruments will tell you the truth. My instrument was the word of God. My instrument was the word of God. I had to fly by instruments. And to this day, if I start looking out the window and judging by the weather, uh, I got to fly by instruments. Hebrews says he upholds all things by his powerful word. Oh my gosh, I just can't say it enough. And I think it just breaks my heart that so many people don't even know this because they're living out of their promise box. They're living out, out of a scripture on the wall that they hung 20 years ago. That is not fresh bread. That is not what will give us life. That is not what will sustain us and uphold our world. Our worlds are crashing because they're not upheld by God's word. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. You are. I want to say, <laughs> I want to say, friends, whoever's listening, please, I know what I'm talking about. I've learned through the School of Hard Knocks. That's the college I went to. And I know, I know what I know. And I know this. If you dare to believe God, jump off that ledge, that faith ledge in Christ, and just jump into his arms every day, not just once, say yes, every day, a hundred times a day, you will see the glory of God in the land of the living. I, I, you will become that no ordinary woman, that extraordinary woman. I used to think Proverbs 31, you know, we'd chuckle, we would chuckle at Proverbs 31. 
<laughs> because we're like, yeah, wow. who is that anyway? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's us. I know. That is who we are called to be. And you know what? I see that. I see that growing, 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 growing in any woman who takes God at his word and says yes and says yes again. And we That's have to realize it's not an overnight thing. It's, it's oh, a process good. and it's a walk and it's a, um, you know, a journey. And that's why, again, with the journaling, you can go back and you can see your lowest point and then you can see where the Lord lifted you up. You know, mm. the scriptures, again, I mean, read all of Luke, but, you know, where, where uh, Mary says um, in verse 46, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And if he could take this this young girl, because she was young, who basically had nothing and elevate her to this, you know, amazing job of taking care of the yep. state. I mean, I kind of wonder, like, what their conversations were between Mary and Joseph. Wow. Like, you know, can we even teach him anything, you know, but, um, but that, you know, that's where we are, but we have the living God with us, you know, yes. and he has so much that he's willing to teach us if we're available to him. And how are we going to be available if we don't listen to that, you know, small, still voice? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I started a podcast a couple of years ago called A Few Minutes with God because I found uh, I kept getting over and over and over again that um, I needed to, you know, stop and just listen. I mean, the first thing that ever popped into, like I felt was a prophetic word from the Lord was be still and listen, you know, be still and listen and know that I am God. I didn't even know it was in the scriptures. (laughs) I had to go look Mm. it up. I thought, I wonder if that's like in the Bible. And it was basically. You thought it was just a plaque? Yeah, like 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 be, was a walking to me, please. Um and and just listen because I was talking, 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 talking and wouldn't just stop long enough for the Lord to list, to minister to me. And so sometimes we do that as women, we have a lot of words and and we don't stop and listen and we need to do that. We need to do that. And he'll help us. And, you know, I, I love that, you know, I, I've been one to roll my eyes at Proverbs 31, <laughs> you know, but it, but really that, that you know, it, it comes over time. And then when you look back, you're like, ah, eh, kind of did an okay job, you know, and I didn't do it myself. You know, I had exactly. my family beside me. Oh, I love that. I love that process you said, because this is a marathon, not a sprint. And there, mm-hmm. in my estimation, are more hard days than easy days. I mean, you know, when you said I do, for better or for worse, there's a whole lot of worse you got to work through to get to the better. And, I mean, I've been married 40-some years, wait, 40 years, and my husband's the love of my life. But we were two foreigners put together. I mean, we're Americans, but foreign to each other's cultures, thrown together to work it out. Right, and that is a marathon, a process, and so is this walk with Christ. That's that. If if that's all you walk away with today is that this is not, you know, overnight success. I, I heard overnight success takes about ten years. It's it's so true. That's so true. But, oh, that is so true. The victory, the victory is yours. And I just, I I I remember too. I chose victory every day. 
every single day. I had, I would say to myself, you have no option but victory because God has promised back to the word. You see, I couldn't even have these promises in my heart. I couldn't have these, these signposts if I wasn't in God's word, obviously. And I knew that it's like taking my supplements and having my nasty green smoothie every day. My husband will say, how do you choke that down? I say, because it's my medicine. And, and many days reading the word was like eating oatmeal. But I knew that if I didn't, I wasn't sowing to the spirit. And I was lying to myself if I only did it when I felt like it. So, but as you're doing this, these, these words come to you. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. Always. Okay, that didn't, that didn't say sometimes. He always leads us in triumph. Psalm 1, everything I do will prosper. And I would stand on I don't care if I'm trying a new recipe, if I'm trying to make my marriage work, if I'm trying to homeschool my kids, if I'm trying to be, you know, whatever. Everything I do will prosper, Psalm 1 says. Well, you know what? I took God at his word and said, Lord, this is what you said. Please make that real. And he delights to show himself strong through his word. So choose victory every single day, even when your emotions signal everything but victory. It is yours for the taking, but you've got to take it by force. That's, that's what I believe anyway. And before you know it, like I look at you, Felice, and I see that Proverbs 31 woman, and I know that you see your flaws, you see your imperfections, and you're, you know, we're all broken people. That's, that's why God loves to use us. We're just, we're just you know, broken potter's vessels that he gets to pour his life in because we can't take the glory. We know that anything good in our lives has come from him. And it's a battle. It's a battle. Will you fight? Will you fight today for you, for your family, for your destiny, for your inheritance? Will you fight? Will you choose victory today? I remember the septic guy came and told me my third septic field had failed. Well, here in Washington, there's a whole lot of septic going on. I don't know if you guys have that in Florida, but that's not a happy day. (laughs) And I remember I would, I would, I would do really crazy. I I said out loud, I will not accept that. This is small and my God will provide, right? And the septic guy's probably scratching his head thinking, what is this Jesus freak weirdo doing? I, I just employed my faith at every level. I did it at the dentist's office like this because you know what? I wasn't rich. I couldn't pay. I had to trust God to pay these bills. I had to trust God to meet me, to heal my kids. It's all about choosing daily to be a woman of faith. And then you'll look back at those journals and it blows my mind too, Felice. I cannot even comprehend. I will make a list of exact prayer points for, you know, people. I go back a week later, six months later, maybe a year later, and I do this little red check mark. Bing, bing. And to watch what God has done is mind-blowing. That's living by faith. And before you know it, you'll be a beautiful woman like Felice. The earmarks of God's glory will be on your life. These are earmarks marks oh of God's gosh. glory, not Felice's glory, but God's glory. That, the, those, that sweet fruit of the Spirit, that love, that joy, that peace out of Galatians 5, that, that long-suffering, that gentleness, that faith, that meekness, that temperance. You'll, you'll notice that fear doesn't drive you anymore. You'll notice that reckless thoughts and fluctuating emotions aren't what you live on every day as you will employ these methods and grow your garden every day. That's, Love that. that's my longing. That's my longing for each of us. And you know what? Just because you get revelation and you understand this doesn't mean you're living it. I have to 
still choose to live it every single day. And I wish I could say it's easy. I don't think it's ever easy till we see Jesus. I just don't. And sometimes it feels harder. In, in midlife, as I'm an empty nester now, gosh, I'm facing a whole lot of new challenges. And, and so it's, it's, you're never on easy street, at least if you're Denise Mira. <laughs> That's so funny. But the thing is, God has, has given us those resources, Denise. And, you know, you were getting me worried there when you were extolling my virtues. But then you added with, you know, because of the Lord. And I think that's what we forget. We think we have to do all this heavy lifting ourselves. Um, I just kind of want to go back to uh, something you mentioned about marriage, because we two are, we're actually approaching 41 in August this year and 41 years. And so we are two opposite people in so many different ways, Mm -hmm. but God has kept us together. And one of the things that I want to share with our listeners is that, you know, divorce was not an option. Like we just didn't give each other that out. And we found, I mean, I knew people that, um, you know, I, we got married. Oh, I can't even remember now. I think, I think I married about a year after I graduated from college uh, and we did not date in college, but, um, I knew people that had gotten together in college and were already divorced before I even had gotten married, you know? Mm. And so I knew that I didn't want that, um, you know, for my marriage. And the other thing was, you know, not to go to bed angry. And that meant a lot of marathon 2.30 in the morning sessions where my poor husband would just say, I'm sorry, I don't really know what I did, but I'm just going to say I, you know, I'm sorry if we can get to bed, you know, <laughs> poor thing, you know, it was, um, and we just really had to work through that because I didn't want him to bear the blame, you know, he was just tired and needed to get to bed, you know, so we had to work through so many different things, um, oh, and, you know, so like, like, yeah, and, and so, you know, today it's just like a disposable, um, a disposable thing, you know, that we, mm. we don't even, you know, have to really try. And yes, there are situations that are, you know, terrible and abusive and so forth. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking mm. about the ones who say things like, well, we just weren't compatible. You know, I don't think any of us are compatible. I think we work at it. <laughs> I just heard that some, um, yeah, really famous uh, person got divorced and they said the reason was was exactly that incompatible temperaments i said well <laughs> who doesn't have those right we are all oh my we're all sinners saved by grace and we have got to work it out and it is no fun i appreciate your honesty about that um it's so worth the That's effort so though isn't it the sweet sweet yes. fruit of it and well and in, in one of the podcasts when we were talking uh so much of our culture have learned their understanding of relationship, romantic relationship, dating, uh, marriage, divorce, through movies and media. And, and that's mm-hmm. absolutely, everything is disposable. It's all about goosebumps and, um, and adrenaline and, you know, the happy life and the perfect Instagram picture. And it's just a bunch of baloney. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to ever have you know, the relationship between Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks and you've got mail. It's, it's not even real, (laughs) but so many of our kids grew up on cut their teeth on all that kind of stuff on all the, the shows that, and that's one back to 
that's why we've got to keep our hearts clean, keep our minds on the word, keep our, raise our kids in that way so that they understand marriage is a covenant. It's not a legally binding contract, you know, or, you know, a convenient way to, you know, anyway, I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. And, and that episode you're talking about was longing for significance. That was on uh, one Mm. more child podcast. And Denise has a handout for us. She's going to have some of those scripture verses on it. So look for that at the show notes. So where do you find the show notes? Go to onemorechildpodcast.com and look for Blessed is She Who Believes. And you'll find um, a link there for her handout. And be sure to visit Denise at Denise Myra, D-E-N-I-S-E-M-I-R-A.com and sign up for her uh, newsletter. She's got some great uh, things there, her blog, and so much more, her book. Um, Go look at that book. It's on um, Amazon. You can buy it. You can also buy it directly from her and some other outlets. Denise, thank you so much for uh, sharing your heart with all of us and, you know, and and really uh, stepping out. Um, And, you know, it's not a popular topic uh, to talk about, (laughs) Because we're going to, you know, probably I'm going to get some emails from people who just tell, are going to tell us that, you know, um, you know, we've got it all wrong. But I really believe that, um, you know, we're both happily married for many years. Uh, you have five boys. I have um, two boys and three girls that are, are grown up. Um, youngest ones are still in college. But um, as we record this, anyway, I've got my fourth one graduating uh, this year. Mm. But, uh, you know, it works. And we have so much to be, um, you know, thankful for. And I just, again, mm. uh, want to thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's a joy, Felice. Thanks for having me. Make sure you share this episode with a friend and give us a star rating on um, any of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, And again, uh, thanks so much for joining us. God bless and goodbye. You are on your way to a life that is focused on joy and hope. Thanks so much for stopping by. Connect with me on social media and visit the podcast page for your show notes at onemorechildpodcast.com. If you have any questions, be sure to write me at felice at mediaangels.com. Are you ready for a break? Does a week-long retreat sound great? Well, friends, you're invited to a retreat. I have partnered with some amazing friends and we share our hearts at the Come Away My Beloved Retreat. This is your invitation to overcome your obstacles and become the powerhouse that you are designed to be. You will not want to miss this and we are recording so you don't have to. Join us all from the comfort of your home on your time and download the videos to watch whenever you need encouragement. Go to mediaangels.com forward slash moms retreat for more information. That's mediaangels.com forward slash M-O-M-S-R-E-T-R-E-A-T.